You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Best in the World Sports Report. Season 5 is underway. We, we back. It's all good. We back. We back, y'all. Let me let me bring in the team. I got a squad with me now, all right? The show has grown. Well, if you remember when the Best in the World Sports Report first started, it was me and my man Vince in my man Justin's living room. And we're we're working, we're doing our thing, we're building. But now we got a whole squad here. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to the team, the best in the world squad. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, my man from Lance J Radio, Mike Jones. Mike, what's going on, my friend? What's good? Uh, it's good to be here. You know, I'm always just having fun, always excited to talk a little sports and whatever else happens to come up. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something about my man, Mike. Mike is a very smart person. He has a very smart sports mind. And me and Mike pretty much disagree on everything. That's about accurate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've known Mike for I've known Mike for a little little over a year. We 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 just don't agree on on anything. I, mean, I like you and all. You I mean, just yeah, I mean, you're cool guy. I mean, you're a cool <laughs> dude. It's like, look, it's, like it's not beef. Like I'm, like I wouldn't talk bad about. Well, you know, it's the first show. I might talk bad about you in about an hour or so. I don't know. Right now, you know, we good. But moving on down the line, Mike, welcome to the show. But also returning for another season, my young boy. My, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he hates when I call him that. But still, though. This is my man, 50 Grand, ladies and gentlemen, from Total Sports Live, from the Metro. Mr. Javon Alford is here. What is happening? Appreciate to be back. Man, look, man, I'm glad I'm glad you're back, man. I mean, they had to let me back. I, I did. I, I did. I had no choice. Yeah. I mean, no, you did your thing, man. You, you have a following. Had I tried to start this season without you there had been people like yo what are you doing where's Javon you don't believe people want to hear from Javon people want to hear what Javon has to say you know so I could I could not move forward without you appreciate it but as you know Javon is the head man in charge over at totalsportslive.com that's a movement in itself and he has a team with him and he's helping his team help build my team so he brings in one of his chief writers for total sports live ladies and gentlemen angela i said i was going to do this i mess up you know how do you mess up the name i know how do you mess up the name angela if there's a way to mess up the name Angela, which is a very easy name, it's not hard. It's not like you're coming out here and you're meeting somebody with like a hard name to pronounce, but I will find a way to jack up the easiest of names. You know, I'll come in here, we could have Halapuli Vitae up in the show, and I would get his name right. You but, just got it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just jacked up Angela. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> No, it's all good. It's, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's excitement because it's season five. You know what I mean? Season five, Angela Montoni from Total Sports Live. What's going on, Angela? How are you doing tonight? I am good. I am well. Let's jump right into it. Eagles, season has started. They're coming back, you know, for the first time ever. For the first time ever, we are now talking about our team as the defending Super Bowl champions. It's about that time you got on that bandwagon. <laughs> Well, 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 feels I, good, doesn't it? It does. It does feel good to say. I'm glad the ring pop meme has gone away too. Yeah. Well, look, man, it, it, 
the ring pop meme. You know, like I've said, with this win, so many narratives have changed. You know, the narrative has changed now. It's no longer how come your team has no wins. You know, Cowboys fans can no longer say, hey, man, how come your team has no wins? The question is, how come your team hasn't won since the 90s? Mm-hmm. How come I have to watch a Cowboys Super Bowl party on a VCR? I gotta find first. I gotta find somebody with a VCR. First, I gotta find somebody who knows what a VCR is. Cowboys fans that talk to me. First thing I ask you: How old were you when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? If they say anything younger than twenty, conversation's over. How old were you when the, Super, when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Oh, I was three. Conversation's over. I'm moving forward. That still counts. Exactly. Exactly. But now, we're, mo- we're moving forward. The Eagles have moved forward. You know, they took down the banner in the locker room. First of all, how did, what did you think about that? Any thoughts to that? I mean, I, there, I mean, I there mean, were a couple people salty nothing, about it. But it I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I yeah. mean, it just shows that they don't want to fall into complacency. Mm-hmm. They want to continue to keep the good – they want to continue to keep working hard. I mean – they didn't even come out there for the uh for the banner unveiling and the link, so they got the goal in the mind for them is just to keep on re they want to repeat. Mm-hmm. Oh. The way I see it, they absolutely did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the 2018 th- season. Mm-hmm. 2017 season is over. Mm-hmm. There is no chant for the 2018 season. Yeah. So that banner is past tense. Mm-hmm. At this, I mean, at this point, celebration is for the fans. Exactly. You know, as fans, yeah, we, you know, we don't have to, to hide the banners. Nope. I'm gonna celebrate it for it's, the rest of my life. Oh yeah. yeah. The yeah. team got. They're about. They got to be about business. Mm-hmm. No. So, so there was a couple of people like I, you know, as as fans, how do we interact with each other now? We interact on social media. So mm-hmm. now you, we all understand that what goes on on social media isn't always how the fan base reacts. But nonetheless, it's still what we have. It's still, you know, what we, what we, a lot of times what we go by. So I'm hearing fans complaining, a couple people upset. And I, to me, I'm like, it, it did not bother me. Cause it's not like they told me to take the banner down. It's not like they told me to stop talking about it. They said, Hey, they're, they're going to stop talking about it. So that's what they did. And they've moved on and they moved on to week one, which was, a 18 to 12 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. The same Falcons that they beat in the playoffs in the divisional round last year. They came back to the link, you know, hungry with revenge on their mind. And they lost in pretty much the same fashion that they lost the playoff game to Matt Ryan with a chance to win with Julio Jones. (laughs) And once again, the Eagles are victorious. Mm-hmm. In fact, Atlanta can't even call themselves the Dirty Birds no more. They're not the Dirty Birds anymore. They're they're just they're they're birds, you know. Or know, you know they're they're the birds or they're just dirty. I know we're talking Eagles right mm-hmm. now, but let's see. Matt Ryan's been with the Falcons for about ten years. Ten years, okay. So I'd say for the last eight years, at the start of every season, mm-hmm. I've made one single declaration. Okay. The Falcons are frauds. Whoa. They are not built to play winning football. Why is that? Why do you say that? Now, as I mean, because because once again, as you, you Eagles, might not be wrong. As an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. I have a very, I'd say, unique perspective on this, because the way that 
fa- this current iteration of the Falcons is built, it's very similar to those Andy Reid Eagles teams. Mm-hmm. You can you have a lot of speed. You got some good skill positions. You got good edge rushers. Mm-hmm. You got a solid quarterback. But the one thing your team is not built to do mm-hmm. is play power football. Mm-hmm. Yep. End of games, fourth quarters. End of season, December, January, mm-hmm. you need to be able to play power football to win. The current Eagles can play power football. Mm-hmm. Atlanta can't. That first drive of the game Thursday night, Atlanta, what did they look like marching down the field? Made it look easy mm-hmm. until they got to the one. And they couldn't get it. When they got to the one, they could not punch it in mm-hmm. because they're not built. They don't have a hammer. They don't have a line that gets you to push, get you that one, two yards. Everything is speed to the outside. And if you have a big physical defense that can control the edge like the Eagles have with their D line right mm-hmm. now, you're not going to beat them. Let me talk and let me let me shift the conversation a little bit from that Atlanta offense to the Eagles defense mm-hmm. because right now this defense is 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 pushing on all you know they flowing right now you know they work you know they they they're riding on all cylinders and just like you said they were prepared. When Atlanta tried to drive to the outside, they were there, mm-hmm. and they were prepared. How frightening is this Eagles defense, and how frightening do you think it is seeing the fact that Nigel Bradham wasn't even in the stadium? Bradham wasn't in the stadium. Mm-mm. Hicks was a monster, and I understand you know people might say with Hicks because he's injury prone. You know, it's like thinking about that Jordan Hicks injury. It's like you're 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 it's waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> But with him, as long as he's in the game, he's looking good. How scary is that Eagles defense? I mean, it, they they're 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 a top ten defense. I mean, linebacker and core. Top ten? Would you say top five? I mean, yeah, you can put them in top five. Consider mm-hmm. consideration. I mean, linebacker. You probably think linebacker was the only position that they were kind of worried about because you knew, like you said, you knew about Bradham, but he was going to be suspended for first game. Hicks, like you said, when he's healthy, he's a he's like a Pro Bowl linebacker when he's healthy because the things that he can do is just matter staying healthy. The concern was just what are you going to do on the weak side? Who was going to step up and be that guy? And it's kind of been almost like linebacker by committee right there because both of the guys, Cameron Grugier Hill and Nate Gary, have played pretty good there, and that's mm-hmm. just more speed to linebacker yeah. core. Hill was a monster. Yeah. It, it was a monster. Him one, him getting off that block to stop that run was was a thing of beauty. Was a thing of beauty. And when you you know you talked about Matt Ryan, ten years in the league, they really they they, they really shut him down. I mean, what he finished with what two? I mean, still two hundred and fifty one yards, but he needed what forty three attempts to get to get there. Mm-hmm. No touchdowns, doing inter, still threw a pick. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. That's how. That's what you want to do with an offense like that. You know, Julio Jones. You know, he got his, but you knew he was. You're not going to shut down a Julio Jones, but nobody else did anything. Uh-uh. You know, so and that's still a team that a lot of people feel like could be. I mean, I've heard people call them a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they get there or whether they get there or not. Atlanta fans. Yeah, <laughs> are there Atlanta fans? Somewhere. Yeah. A few. Somewhere in some corner of Georgia, I'm sure. I, I, do, do Atlanta teams have fans? 
Well, they did put an eagle outside of their stadium, so that just shows their. <laughs> exactly. their, their I IQ. mean, like there, there, there are certain teams where I, I just want, like, I don't know fans of that team. I don't know a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans, just like I don't know a lot of, I don't know any Atlanta Braves fans. <coughs> you know. Look, of those teams, I'd say the Falcons probably have the most fans. Like Atlanta Hawks have no. Yeah, the I, Hawks, I don't know any Hawks fans. I don't know any exactly. I don't Braves even, fans. There are a few, but they only come out every few years when they actually are viable. They're vi- well. I don't know if you want to call this year's team viable. Now, I mean, they're in first place, but I don't know if they're. So were we for most of the year. Are we? Are the are the Phillies viable? No, that's uh, <laughs> no. On, man. no. It's a bad division this year. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. It really is. But nonetheless, it was a good game. You know, way to start the season. Wait, especially when you when you take a look at the fact that one, we're missing our starting quarterback, mm-hmm. missing our number one wide receiver, and you're playing a team that a lot of people think could be in the Super Bowl or at least in the conference championship. Whether it's their fans, whether it's the experts, and I'm using the air quotes here, <laughs> the experts. But a lot of pe- people are high on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And when you think of the way that the Eagles won in the playoffs last year, the fact that Atlanta coming back, you know, to whether you want to call it the scene of the crime, whatever, them coming back, they came back motivated and they came back and they really couldn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. They still left, they still came, they still on the season opener on national TV, they had to fly home only putting 12 points on the board. So that's a good, I mean, to me, that shows me when that defense is ready to play. This defense is deeper. I'm not quite sure if I will say this defense is better than last year's defense, but it's early. No, it meaning, is. Meaning that I could change my mind probably by the end of this show. You will. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't mind flip flopping. Like, you know, it's like, like I, I don't mind. Like you did on Foles. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah you did. I didn't you, flip on yeah, Foles. Yeah, yeah, you I just did. stopped fighting. Yeah, you did. You was like, I don't, you was all last last all, last season. You really wasn't trying to get into the fold love. Oh, and I, no, no. And no. I was, and I was telling you, I was like, just enjoy the ride, mm-hmm. believe in yeah. them. You do it, yeah, yeah. And then you eventually came around. Well, I came around and stopped fighting it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not embrace it. Well, here, understand something. Once again, as I admit that I am a flip flopper, you know, I don't mind doing it. I don't mind admitting it. I'll be like, look, man, I felt this way. I don't feel that way no more. But I do feel like there are way too many receipts in my social media and just in who I talk to. I've dissed Nick Foles way too many times to flip now. At this point, I, you know, if I say any, you know, I will give him his, I can give him his credit. You know, I can't slight him. You know, mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP, what can I, you know, how can I possibly hate on him now? But, you know, I can't be like I can't be in I can't be in a Nick Foles fan club. I can stop being a Foles hater. I, I have a question. As the new guy at the table, mm-hmm. I have to ask: What do you have against Foles? I feel like one. I feel like Nick Foles before this season. I felt like Nick Foles was the benefactor of a couple of the greatest strings of good luck ever. I think. You can't deny twenty-seven and two. Uh huh. But when you look at the teams that they faced when on on that run, mm-hmm. I felt like it was impressive. But on the other hand, how they how they 
how that season ended, I felt like you could see that. You saw that coming. You knew that was going to come. How did that season end? In the playoffs, losing at home. How? No, how did the loss happen, though? They lost because they didn't score as much points as the opponent. No. Defense. He left they, with they, a lead. They lost. Hey, man. This is why I went here. All right, come on. Come on. Come Nick's, on with it. They have the lead. Mm-hmm. They have the ball. I don't want to hear it. Look, man. We, no, go I'm, I'm going to go, go, go through it quick. Mm-hmm. They have the lead. They have the ball. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles puts a pass in Riley Cooper's stomach. My seven-year-old cousin could have caught that look, ball. First of all. It was in his Riley stomach. Cooper, Riley Cooper only catches uh, p- touchdown passes from black guys. If Riley right? Cooper caught, <laughs> if Riley Cooper catches that pass, <laughs> he's still running. It's three years later now. He's still running. There was no one near him. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles got the job done. Nick Foles, Nick Foles in that season mm-hmm. never placed, never uh, played a defense higher than fifteenth. Okay. Never played. So did he in, make the schedule? No, he didn't make the schedule. Everybody but else that, in our division but, but that, played the same schedule, no, I, right? I understand that. But once again, that goes back to what I said. The, the, the greatest string of good luck. You know, yes, he played Yes, he played the schedule that he was given. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't change that. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is the schedule still is what it is. He still didn't play He didn't play anybody that good. So it's like for me, it's like, yes, you know, 27-2 and two is impressive. But seven touchdowns against the Oakland Raiders, who could probably couldn't have beaten my, what, my son's Right. Team that but team. but on the flip side, mm-hmm. if he throws four interceptions against that Raiders team, then everybody's saying he's a bad quarterback. Yeah, and then but, but but once again, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I'm saying he's not. You know, I'm not out here saying Foles sucks. So but what I'm saying is, what are you saying? I'm saying I didn't think he, <laughs> and then, he wasn't that great to me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I say I say that now, saying like, look, you know what? With a guy who's now Super Bowl MVP, you'll be hard-pressed to try and convince anybody that he is, you know, that he's, he can't hate on fools, you know, because in the end, it's like, all right, Super Bowl MVP. I can sit there trying to make whatever case I want to make against Nick Foles. You can come back and say, hey, man, Super Bowl MVP, and what what else What else can I do but shut up? Okay. One know? question, and I'm done. All right, go ahead. You ain't got to look, man, we, gotta, we got plenty of time. You ain't got to be done. <laughs> okay. When... Other than playing under Jeff Fisher, did Nick Foles on the field actually look bad or not productive? Twenty-seven and two season. There's the no gray. There, there the is next no. Season, he's there's six no. And two there's no. There is no gray area with Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles is either really, really good, or really, really not good. He had, in his in his starts, he has sixteen starts mm-hmm. with a quarterback rating over one hundred. Mm-hmm. He has another golly. I should have wrote this down. Cause you you know what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Did, didn't didn't I didn't I point that out to you? Wait. I guess not. Maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't. I thought I had this conversation with you. I I talk with people every day. Now I understand the no, yards but, and interceptions mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. What's the most important stat? Wins and losses. How's he do with that one? He wins. Ten and six, won a division. Six and two, then got hurt. Jeff Fisher. We're not even going to count that because it's Jeff Fisher. Everybody looks bad with Jeff Fisher. He had three quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year that all stunk under him. And then Nick Foles comes back. Philly, good run. Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So, so when exactly has Nick Foles looked bad other than Jeff Fisher? 
thought he looked. Hey, look, man, I I think he's he's. he's Looks bad all the time, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same. He's trying to come up with something. Like, ah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, look, man, you put, me on, you put me on the spot for the exact date. But it's like, look, man, fact still remains. It's like, look, fact, fact still remains that I feel, I felt like he, I, I just really wasn't that, not that impressed by him. Okay. But in the end, I understand that I'm, I'm, it's a case that I can't make anymore with a guy who's a Super Bowl MVP. I, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's like for me, it's like okay, that's I'll have to fall on my sword, take that L, and that you know where that is concerned. You know, I'm I can't do that anymore, and I don't mind, and I and I don't mind being wrong. You know, it's like I don't mind being wrong. It's like, look, I went in there last. You, this is a podcast, which means that if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, you can go down the list <laughs> and see all the old ones. I didn't erase them. They're there. You can hear me say, hey, man, I don't know about Nick Foles. I'm not sure about Nick Foles. How are we going to win with Nick Foles? I don't know if we're going to win this game again. I don't think we're going to beat Atlanta with Nick Foles. I don't think we're going to beat Minnesota with Nick Foles. I'm not sure if we're going to beat that. That's all there. You know, it's like I don't delete my tweets. So every, you know, every tweet I said, I don't know about Nick Foles, man. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Then he won it. I was just sitting like, I love Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest. Damn a McNabb. I don't, I, you know. <laughs> now see, I, Jaws. Who? I'm gonna. I'm gonna enjoy this one for the rest of my life. What? Because I may actually be the only person who was calling for Nick Foles to start when Mike Vick was still here. Well, I, I, I will tell you. <laughs> so I, I will tell you this. I I like always believed thing, you could win my, with Foles. My I think I think that team with Nick Foles got his. I think Nick Foles got that team as far as they were going to go, regardless. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Foles got them where they were going. He got them to the same place Vic would have taken them, just differently. Okay. Mike Vic would never have gone twenty-seven and two. No, I, I you know I I understand that, but I think winning your winning your division and a first round loss at home was the same thing you were going to do with Mike Vic. Okay. You know, it's not necessarily like so to to me it was like okay. I, I'm not quite. As far as quarterback changes in this city, I've always maintained that I'm willing to make a change for somebody better and not somebody else. And to me, when I looked at Nick Foles and when I compared him to Mike Vick at the time, I thought that Nick Foles was just somebody else. You know, not, no, not not necessarily somebody better. So when people were saying, "Oh my God, look at this! Look what he's doing!" I'm like, "Yeah, look what he, you know, look what he's doing. Look at the teams he's beating. He's beating Cleveland. He's beating Oakland. He's beating a Green Bay team that was playing. I'm pretty sure somebody's son at at quarterback. You know, that was Aaron Rodgers. I think they were down to their fourth string quarterback that time. That team had quit. So it's like, okay, you know." He like he might have put up more passing yards than than Vic would have thrown, but Vic was still going to win. You know, you put Vic in that same situation, they're still going to win that game. But nonetheless, Vic was watching the game with us. All right, Foles is a Super Bowl champion. He's you know we're past all that. He's he's here. This is the new season. Mm-hmm. They won. At this point now. How do you, I mean, is your confidence, 
your confidence has not changed. You saw how, you know, and, and we all, we understand all the factors. They went the entire preseason without Jason Peters, without Alshon Jeffrey, without, uh, let's see, who, who else, who else sat? Aguilar didn't Aguilar play. play. So I know, you know, for me, and even as, even as a Nick Foles, not enthusiast, you know, <laughs> enthusiast as I am, I'm not going to say a hater. I'm not a hater anymore. I'm just a, a non-Nick Fold lover. Mm-hmm. I'm a Nick Fold non-lover, not a hater. But even given that, you know, I th- I think it was fair enough to say, hey, man, you know, look at these factors. I'm not going to put too much into this. But I'm now at, but I am asking, you know, moving forward now, like at what point do you expect to see Carson Wentz? At what point do you say, you know what? I like what Foles did. I appreciate it. But can we see our franchise quarterback now? At what point do you need to see him back? At what point would you like to see him back? I mean, I don't want to rush him back. I don't think we need to rush him back. But there should be some expectations. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I would like to see him back week three. I don't think he's coming back until week four. I think I like that you said that because I actually think the same thing It's like, I don't, I don't not quite sure about, you know, him playing on the road, but I do think that that is a more viable option than week three. I thought that once he did not start week one, I don't think there's any chance that he plays week two. You know, I, I just, I just think that's stupid. Why would you hold him out just to sit him down for one week? So I thought once once they said that Nick, uh, excuse me, that Carson Wentz was not ready for Week One, I'm I'm thinking two, three, maybe even four weeks. As long as we see him by October, I'm I'm good. Well, if he's not going to play before Week Five or Six, mm-hmm. then you put him on the pup list. The fact that they did not put him on the pup list says to me they're probably targeting week three or four. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him week three, but week four, I'd almost say for certain he's on the field by then. Mm-hmm. Week four, that's that's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Week four, Tennessee. So let me ask you this. Let me, let me kind of uh, pivot the conversation a little bit more towards Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Because this is something that, uh, Mike, I talked to you about before we went on the air, before we started uh, recording. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Doug is doing a little bit too much with this, this, this playing coy with Carson Wentz. I think he's doing too much. I think, you know, he's almost like he's trying to outsmart himself when I feel like he, I don't feel like there will be a lot of damage done or I don't feel like he's giving up that much of a competitive edge by just saying, you know what, Carson's sitting because he's not ready. You know, this whole going back and forth, will he play, will he, you know, will he not play, you know, his little battles with, you know, people in the media, I don't particularly care for that because I think he's doing too much. And before, because, and like I said before, me and Mike are never going to agree on anything. So before me and Mike get into arguing, let me ask Angela and let me ask Javon. Let me bring – what do you think? Uh, I think that just in the whole situation, yeah, he kind of he – yeah, he's playing, a, he's playing a game. I don't think every everybody in the NFL knows that Carson Wentz isn't ready yet. He hasn't even been medically cleared yet. 
of you're not medically clear. There's no way you're playing. And he's just playing. He's playing. Like you say, he's playing the game with the media, I think, more so with just, you know, the reporters. And they're asking the same question. Like, literally, they ask everybody as they're asked the same question. Like, is Carson Wentz, is he going to play? Or has he been medically cleared yet? And they'll just find, like, three, ten different, three to ten different ways just to ask the same question mm-hmm. to try to get an answer. And there's no answer. So then that's when you get the uh, irritation and the thing and the things that come across come across that nature. And even today saying, oh well, we'll let everybody know Wednesday when everybody kinda gets it like he's not playing yet. It wouldn't even be medically smart for him to play yet. I think where it started was that he didn't want because the, the d- difference between the two quarterbacks are two very different game plans. So the where it started was he was trying not to show his hand. And like Jovan just said that, you know, asking the same question 10 to 15 different ways, I think he just got frustrated and irritated, like for to keep repeating himself. And that's where the blow ups at the media started. And then it also didn't help the cause that when he was very adamant about not giving an official word that Rappaport went and gave the official leak. And I think that's what really sent him over the edge, which is where this kind of tug of war has intensified to where it is now. But that's the, uh, I think that's the thing that kind of, that, that kind of bothers me about it. Because just like you said, it was Rappaport's report. And he's taking you know? it on the local media, right? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and he's out here beefing with the local media. Rappaport wasn't even there, you know? And, and I guess that kind of irritated me. But I think, you know, I kind of look at Peterson, and I'm sitting here looking at Mike who's smiling. He's, he's ready to jump in. <laughs> but... It's like I look at I kind of look at Peterson the same way, in a, similar to how I look at Foles, where it's like right now, you know, I got to give him all all the leeway. Yeah, it bothers me, but how much criticism can you give the coach of the defending champions? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like at what point do you say, all right, this is too much? It's like I'm not, I don't like this, I don't care for this. I wish you would do this differently, but the fact that you don't, you know, hey man, you know, you you have earned the right. Is it better than hearing Tom's yours? Or I gotta do a better yeah, no, job? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I mean that's, I mean that's just it. But it's like, but that's, you know, Andy's long gone. You know, this isn't me saying, hey man, I wish, you know, I, I long for the days of Andy Reid or any other coach. But it's like, hey man, I I just think you're doing too much. I think I don't think this is ne- I don't think this is necessary, but. If this is how you want to do it, you you know you're the defending champion. I think I think that the discord and the complaints about this would be louder if they weren't Super Bowl champs. I think the fact that super I think the fact that they are the Super Bowl champs. I think that quiets a lot of things, and you know, th- and that's what makes it different because as fans, as Eagles fans, we've never been in this pos- position before. Now you just said. Exactly what I wanted you to say. A couple words at the end of your sentence. You said, as fans. Mm -hmm. As fans, it bothers us. Mm -hmm. Who cares? No, I understand. Now, what what we were saying Mm -hmm. earlier, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you in on where I feel, let the other two in on where I feel a little bit, is that Doug Peterson, while fans may be annoyed by by this, Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with fans. It's not even about the media. The media just happens to be the middleman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you all the same question I asked John before we went on the air. Who's the most successful coach in the NFL right now? The one who's got the most recent ring. Mm-hmm. No, no. What? 
That's that's one way to go. But you could also go with the one who's got the most rings. Uh, that, that, that's a safe answer. That's a, he misinterpreted the rules. <laughs> no. No. But the reason I asked that question is because Belichick has his quarterback on the injury report every week. Whether or not he plans to play. And the reason is, it's quite simple. What where John earlier said, I don't think you get that much of an advantage. But who cares if it's that much? When you're talking about the highest level of the profession, even a smidge of an advantage is an advantage, and you want it. So if I can make you spend an hour game planning for Carson Wentz, even though I know Nick Foles is going to play, that's an hour you didn't spend game planning for Nick Foles and an hour less prepared you are. So forget the media. Forget the fans. I'm looking about my competition and looking at that advantage that – Nick Foles, Nick Foles and Carson Wentz have been splitting reps in, in, with the first team in practice. N- Carson Wentz has been doing everything but taking hits. And quarterbacks don't take hits in practice anyway. The day he's medically cleared, there's Nick not Foles much reason Wentz to say he can't play. The if they clear him on Wednesday, they could put him in the game on Sunday. He's been taking the reps. So from the head coach's perspective – if I could keep that information in close to the vest, and I can anyway. keep you guessing and game planning, splitting your attention between two very different style quarterbacks, as Angela mentioned, they both can be effective, but they're very different. Yep. You can't game plan for them the same way. So if I can make you spend 20% of your practice, 10% of your practice, preparing for something that's not even going to be out there, great. That's good for me because that's less prepared you are for the, what we are actually going to run. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a bad thing that Doug's doing at all. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. Sorry, no, I don't think it's a bad thing either. I just, like I said, like it's just the blow-ups. Like, it, and like we had touched on earlier, what he's blowing up on the local media because of mm-hmm. the Rappaport tweet. And But I understand where he's coming from because I hate repeating myself too. So if someone asked me the same thing ten times in a row in like a two-minute span, I'd probably get up and be like, all right, bye. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But, but to to your point, and and I offer maybe if you want to call it a counterpoint or whatever. Okay. But first, first things first. I acknowledge that I speak as a fan, and I understand that you know, there, as far as fans go, we all know that the day a coach or a front office person listens to the fans is the day that coach or front office person joins the fans. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what you know. We we know that, so I understand that they can't think like me, you know. And I can only speak as uh, as a fan because ain't don't nobody pay me to do this, you know. <laughs> if if I was paid for analysis or whatever, my opinion might be different. But as long as I'm working for free, I speak as I speak as a fan. Okay. And you know you know that that you know, and I'm saying that being said like I completely understand that Doug ain't game planning for me and ain't thinking about me <laughs> in this decision you know it's like and, and, and I have no problem with that you know it's, mm. but no, but nonetheless I still as a fan you know as as watching to I understand what you I understand what you're saying and that if you know if this throws the Tampa Bay Bucks off a little bit. If this throws, if this threw Atlanta off a little bit, that they they did not know, you know, who to prepare for. So be it. I just, I'm not sure how much it really throws them off. And you know, but once again, I'm speaking to somebody who'll be 
on the couch watching the game <laughs> on Sunday. You know that. You know, so I can't speak to that. So I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, see, that's I'm just saying what, I'm not wrong either. Though. Now, yeah. now that, now that's where I have to defer to the experts, mm-hmm. the current Super Bowl winning coach, mm-hmm. and the coach with the most Super Bowl rings. Both seem to think mm-hmm. this this back and forth, this game of cat and mouse has some value yeah. to it. Yeah, and, and and exactly, and that's why the defending Super Bowl coach is the defending Super Bowl coach, and the man with the most rings is the man with the most rings. And the man who disagrees is sitting in his basement talking to y'all. <laughs> so, you know, there's a reason. You know, if if I had the answers, I'd be the one giving the press conferences, not recording podcasts in my basement. But this is a good podcast, so And I want to thank everyone for listening to the best in the world sports support. And I want to just remind everyone that you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BITW Sports. Carry on, <laughs> but that, but, but that, but that being said, you know, uh, when can we? What can we expect? I mean, I, I we know that, well, I'm, you know, I believe that we're not going to see Carson Wentz this Sunday in Tampa Bay. Now, there, I know the reports are saying they're non-committal and there's no timetable. I'm saying, mm-hmm. and once again, knowing that by the time. You hear this at the end of the week. They could, you know, I could be dead wrong, and I got to re-record this whole this whole segment. But I believe that we're not going to see Carson Wentz this week. I don't believe we're going to see Carson Wentz next week. But when, you know, what what can we expect? When that being said, offense still scored eighteen points. They looked okay, but still had their their moments. Do you feel like this offense can be better? Going into the Tampa Bay game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. My big, my biggest question is mm-hmm. against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Do you want a thirty or forty point point offense? Mm-hmm. Atlanta is the type of team that wants to get into a shootout mm-hmm. with you. Yep. yep. I remember before last season's playoff game against Atlanta, speaking to someone and saying, "If we're going to beat the Falcons, it's going to be a low-scoring game, a defensive game. Atlanta doesn't want that kind of game." If we get into a track meet with them, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So seeing that same same style of game play out in week one against the same team, I'm not sure if that's necessarily a matter of ineffective offense or an intentional design to keep the, the game a little lower scoring, a little lower pace, because it get, gets Atlanta out of their comfort zone. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, that, I, while the offense definitely had some moments where they didn't look sharp, I wouldn't necessarily go as, to far, go as far as to say they didn't accomplish what they wanted to do. Because if I were game planning for Atlanta, I'm game planning to keep the score low as well. No, that's a, no, that's a, that's a very good point. So moving from Atlanta now to Tampa Bay, are you, would you expect to see more of a – a shootout. Would you expect them to put more points on the board? Like how how different is the game plan moving forward to Tampa Bay from uh, from Atlanta? Well, under normal circumstances, I would have said it's a very different game plan. You're probably going to look to run the score up against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Right up until I saw what I saw out of Tampa Bay last week, and that is with 
Jameis Winston absent and Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, they actually have an accurate passer back there who can take advantage of their outside weapons. Whereas Jameis Winston, he's, I'm not going to call him bad, but his accuracy is less than consistent. Right. Yep. And when you have guys like Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat, the, the young tight end O.J. Howard mm-hmm. and, and others, you have playmakers. I don't need a superstar quarterback go out there to do everything himself. Yep. I need a guy who to, to facilitate the offense, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't need Iverson as my point guard. I need John Stockton. You see what I'm – and that's not a knock against Iverson. Yes, there. it is a knock it's against not. Iverson. But that's not well, – I'm, I'm not going to take that bait today. Use a ball uh, too. No, I'm, I'm not going to take – we're not going to have this. Use this a ball is, too. I, you know, look, if Mike's going to be here every week. He's now, about to engage in the – No, 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 we're, we're not going to have <laughs> Look, I've, I've engaged with him on Iverson – Enough times. There's plenty of time for basketball talk. We're talking Eagles right now. All right? I'm not going to take that bait. But I saw how you try to slide that little jab in there because you like pressing buttons. But it's okay, though, because you're raising a good point. And as, you know, from what you're saying, you know, I, I agree with that. I understand. You know, I, I think they're putting pressure. And, it, and it's funny because it's like it speaks to the fact that Tampa Bay ain't Philly. You know, we live in a town that personifies, has always personified the saying that there's no player more popular than the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think in I think, you know, although Fitzpatrick played played very well, played more than well, you know, hung up forty eight points. Saints ain't no slouch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's still the New Orleans Saints. That's the that's still a team that's in the playoffs every year. That's still Sean Payton on the other side of uh on the other side of the field. Hung forty eight points on them. So you know you know you, you can't knock that. But I think in Tampa Bay they still waiting for Jameis to come back. Mm-hmm. Whereas we all know as long standing Philly fans, if that was here, we'd be like. If that was here, we'd be calling for Ace Feely. Mm. <laughs> we have, you know, but Coy Detmer. Coy De- but we, but we've we've done that. It that that has happened. Backup quarterback comes in, puts in some work. What we need this guy for? I mean, there's people. There are people right now. You know, it's like for the most part, we all for the most part, we're like, hey man, Carson's our guy. He's our franchise quarterback. He's hurt right now. You know, all Foles does is. Tell us that hey, we don't need to rush Carson back, but there are still some people that's, that that are saying hey, you know who are who are more of a believer than I am. They're saying hey, here's a guy that went twenty seven and two one year, mm-hmm. you know who who will sit there and take the argument that you just made for Nick Foles oh, and take make, it. A, no. I didn't make that argument. I'm a Nick Foles supporter, but but, but Carson uh, Wentz is better. No, no, I, I, <laughs> no, understand that. But I'm saying they'll they'll take your argument and say. You know, a, a step further, they're saying that, hey, you know what? We can what, trade. We can trade Wentz. You know, Wentz is expendable. Yes. Who feel like what Foles has done, what Foles has done in the past, and what Foles is doing uh, now shows us that, hey, maybe we need to pivot. Maybe we need, you know, maybe we have our guy. Mm-hmm. Our guy just won us a Super Bowl. You know, it's like it was cool. We got Carson Wentz. We need to trade, you know, trade him now, you know, while he's still young and he might still have some, te- you know, teams will still think he's viable. 
because you don't know what's going to happen. He's coming up, you know, he is coming back off a torn ACL. So, you know, but, you know, drawing this all back to Tampa Bay, you know, there's still people that, I don't think anybody's saying that down there. You know, they had, you know, the game on Sunday was nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You sure about that? I don't know. I mean, they, after three years they, of they, inconsistent they, 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 they would get they would get rid of Jameis in the heart. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three years of inconsistency plus, plus off the field, off yeah, the discipline field problems. stuff, discipline problems. If you could find another option at quarterback. And Jameis is going to be coming up for a contract after yeah. this season. You can get a pick off of somebody mm-hmm. quickly. <laughs> Buffalo would take him in a heartbeat. Cincinnati would take him in a heartbeat. Well, well look, we, that's a whole podcast to itself. Buffalo's QB uh, problems. Because I truly feel like Sean McDermott's trying to angle his way back to Philly. Like, let, me, let, me, let me get fired by putting this bum out here with quarterback every week until they fire me. And then I can come back and be uh, the coordinator in Philly because – Peter, oh my goodness, Peterman is. I mean, and they just ended their playoff drought too. Mm-hmm. Those poor, poor, poor Bills fans. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Rest in peace to the Bills. It, <laughs> uh, he, he, even as 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 not good as he played, Tyrod Taylor is probably just is, is just laughing at these dudes like, "Yo, I'm better than this. Guy. I'm I'm better than him." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I wasn't that good on Sunday, but I wasn't this dude." Tyrod didn't. Tyrod was better than Ben than Roethlisberger. No, okay. Tyrod is an accurate quarterback. Mm-hmm. Only had fourteen. Only mm-hmm. had, he had fourteen touchdowns. I mean, I'm, look, I'm, what I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is like, hey, you know, I'm not calling Tyrod Taylor bad at all. Hey, no, I'm saying that he he wasn't that great on Sunday, but he wasn't Peterman. You know, there, there's there's Tyrod Taylor leading the uh, the Browns to that terrific non-loss. And then there's uh there's 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 Peter. they could have gave Cleveland some butt so you, light you, or something. You just, you just love poking certain fan bases. Yeah, you just love yeah, them. yeah. That's what I do. Even the Browns, the they even do anything wrong. Like they did a lot done, wrong. They yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying they, they didn't do, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything wrong on Sunday. They didn't do anything. Yeah, they, they didn't did, win. They didn't but win. They, they didn't lose. Yeah. You got a field goal they block that would have won it. They got a top. See, that's what I'm talking about. Look, you got look, fantasy look, points. That, that defense what does got that fantasy say, points. What does that say My about Cleveland? Yeah, positives. There you go. <laughs> I, I hope to. Josh Gordon had a touchdown. I hope, to, come on, I, hope, I hope to never get to the point in my life where I celebrate ties. It was their Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, it, it was. Eagles, Bengals. <laughs> remember that? I do remember that. McNabb saying, y- I didn't yes. know what the rules were. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. That... Let me tell you something. But that tie me... helped them squeak into the playoffs exactly. that year. It was. So it Cleveland was. is a wild card team. There, exactly. But, you know, but, but look. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It will, but you never know. I can't. <laughs> They just need to win a game so they can unlock those vending machines for those poor fans in the stadium. They all it's earned fun. it. Once, once again, here's, here's, here's another example of me flip-flopping. Because when I saw that, I instantly was like, I hope the Browns go 0-16 and they never get a drop of that. I hope they had to sit there all season long and look at that Bud Light in the refrigerators. And then at the end of the season, the Bud Light trucks come and they pick them things up and take them right back to the brewery. And that's what I wanted. But then it was like after seeing Sunday's game, I was like, all right, you know what? No. 
they deserve they deserve some Bud Light. You know, like I, I actually <laughs> expect Cleveland to win three or four games this year. Mm-hmm. It's improvement. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what? <laughs> it is improvement. You think so? Oh, the lines looked like garbage last night. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, hot garbage. It's all right, man. You know, you, you it, can't, it, they made the Jets look that good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what do you think of Dar- uh, of Darnold? Like he, like I think everyone, everyone Bobby thought Anderson. it was like same old. Like, but it, what's funny was just the, the shift in like the sentiment. You know, he threw that pick six on his first pass, and it's like my timeline on Twitter was just like up. Oh, Jets going Jets, mm-hmm. you know. It's like here, here we go. Because that was just ridiculous. Yeah. You never throw across. Throw across your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I'm saying it, it was like, look, man. Like he trans, he he got he back Gino there. Smith. He became Geno Smith <laughs> in like Mark a Sanchez. second. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was every bad or, or you know every bad Bright Jets <laughs> QB moment, you know, in one. Just like oh my god, here we go again. But then he came back and they, you know, he looked. Tremendously not bad, in you know for the rest Tremend- of the game. Tremendously <laughs> not bad. Yeah. yeah. And, um, well, look. So we have so today's words. We yes. have tremendously not bad. Yes. We have yes. a non. What'd you say? A non. A Nick Foles. A I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Nick Foles non lover. A non lover. <laughs> look, I mean, I feel like the. I feel like you gotta make that a T-shirt. A Nick Foles non-lover? Fancy way to say it. Exactly. If, so, if somebody is watching right now wants to make me, look, man, I am still uh, still got a little girth to me, so I need like a, like a 5X, all right? 5 or 4 four. you know, if somebody wants to make me a big and tall shirt that says Nick Foles non-lover, put, uh, yeah, I will wear that. And He's I will gotta put, say non-hater on the back, yeah. too. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah, all right. Gotta say both. All right, non, a non-lover and a non-hater. That's, that's what I am, you know? I, I can't hate this man no more. But I can't love him either. Yeah, yeah. I, I've hated on him too much, you know, mm-hmm. to love him. But uh, you know, it's like, you know, that's just what I am. I'm a non-lover. I'm a Nick Foles non-lover. I will not criticize him anymore. I can't criticize him anymore because when I do, people come on my show and make the make these arguments, <laughs> trying to argue me down. That's what happens. Very articulate points and arguments. <sighs> it was an argument. <laughs> That's, it, 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 he you made. He made L, it's okay. I, I don't. I, I've, I've held that. Look, Nick, the, <laughs> the L is hanging. The L of my Nick Foles argument is hanging from the Raptors right now, and it says 2017 <laughs> World Champions. You know, probably probably my least favorite Eagles quarterback won us a Super Bowl. Wow, your least favorite. Your yes. least favorite. Yeah. But what I'm saying now, everybody about to start thinking quarterbacks. Yet. No, yeah. because well, I will say that that's not to say Sam that Bradford. Because Sam Bradford uh, doesn't count. But, but, that, but that's Daniel does totally count. No, no, Chase Daniel, he was stealing money. No, because nobody cares about like for me is like to to put you in the least favorite uh-huh. means like you had to have done something. Like I don't care about the little also ran quarterbacks. I don't care about you know Mr. Dream Team. Yeah, who cares about him? I mean, he plays. But what I'm what I'm saying is like like a, a Vince Young, like to say he's starter. my yeah, uh, like to say to say Cobb, maybe to say that oh, he oh. to say that um, Nick Foles is my least favorite puts him above Vince Young. That means like Vince Young doesn't even register. 
Okay. You know, Sam Bradford doesn't even register. He's not even on the list. You know, it's not like I'm saying I, I would like Sam Bradford or Vince Young better than Nick Foles. I'm saying like those dudes don't even they don't they're not even invited to the conversation. Who cares? You know, and 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 remember, I was a Sam Bradford guy up until we got that first that first round pick. I was like, yeah, we can't trade him. We can't do it. What, what first round pick? First what? He's on the plane already, bud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't believe. Yeah, I went. For, I, I, can't I, I, I can't believe he was a Sam, a Sam Bradford. <laughs> you know what? Oh my gosh, this ain't Oklahoma, man. With the with the deer and headlights yeah. look that he used to always get. No. And then the line of collapse. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, man, he's what we had. You know, he's what we had. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I admit that too. It was like, hey, man, I think that's just well, that's you know, that, Sam, that was a sign. That was a sign of the time. Sam Bradford run Chip Kelly's high high tempo offense. God, they were so bad. They were so bad. You know, you're absolutely right. And it's it's funny how now we can look back at those times. Now it's like we got we got a Super Bowl ring now. So now it's like, all right. But it was only like two, three. Yeah, years two, ago. three years three ago. Years. But now it seems so. It does, but it doesn't. Does it not seem like so long ago? It, yeah. nah, it, it does it's to me. It's still fresh to me. No, I'm no, angry I'm... about it still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because we won a Super Bowl doesn't mean that I like that. I that I forgive Chip what Kelly. Did, yeah. What did we talk about? All is forgiving. Nah, all is forgiving. It's not. I got my Super Bowl. I got Chip all... Kelly beef. Oh. I'm not happy with that man at all. We got to he's I joined him He's out of football. This. Yeah. No, he's not. He's, well, he's, well, at, he's, he's out of the pro. He's out of the pro. Yeah, and they got they got waxed on Sunday. They got waxed on they got waxed on Sun, uh, on Saturday by mm-hmm. Sam Bradford's old college. And UCLA <laughs> deserved that for hiring him. He's a terrible yes. coach. Hey man, he's out of sight, out of mind. I don't care about Chip Kelly no more. I went to the parade. But you don't still think about that, you no. know, when 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 you see like like the years, like maybe the year after Kelly left, and you mm-hmm. saw like Deshaun McCoy still have some good games, and mm-hmm. Deshaun ball out. You was like, "We ain't got no running game." Mm-hmm. Man, Deshaun would have been nice here. Mm-hmm. Or you see Kiko Alonso, you like, damn, mm-hmm. like we really got Kiko Alonso or Byron Maxwell getting toast. You like, really, like, or or you see Deshaun Jackson go off, and you just like, we stuck with Jordan Matthews and Josh Huff. Yeah, prior to last season when we got Alshon, seeing any receiver no. do anything I will, productive uh, hurt my feelings. Well, I I will say I held it against I held it against Chip because I wanted I wanted Chip to go get Alshon. You know, I've wanted I I've wanted the Eagles to get Alshon for a couple of years. Huh? You know, I, like I you know, pretty much I felt like he was the guy. Mm-hmm. And he was wasting away in Chicago cuz you knew Chicago wasn't going to do anything. And it's like you're out here making these deals why are you not making a deal for this guy? This is the guy you need. So when, you know, when Doug and Howie finally got him, I'm just like, you know, thank you. Welcome to the good end of the building, Howie. Welcome back. Thank you for coming out the closet. Make Coming out the supply closet. <laughs> but yeah, the, dif- the difference with bringing Alshon in then was that Alshon being a free agent, Couple things that already happened. Chip Kelly was already gone, and you already had Carson Wentz. Both of those things were major factors in in actually getting Alshon here. Mm -hmm. Having Carson Wentz Mm -hmm. and actually having a real NFL offense being played Mm -hmm. with with Carson Wentz is what attracted Alshon Jeffrey to want to come here. Mm -hmm. So if you have 
Yeah, Chip might. I mean, so if you have I, a Chip I, I Kelly that, no, system, Chip, Chip probably would have ruined Alshon. He exactly. Came here mm-hmm. and he would have been garbage. And we, RPO it, all day, just mm-hmm. on go yep. routes between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Nonetheless, I mean, it's like because I mean that's a good point, and you were absolutely not wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but are you going to say he absolutely is right? You know what? On, on that point, there, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I will say that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, I mean, okay. you're, you're right. You know, that's 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 not a hard point to concede. I can concede points sometimes. <laughs> but Who concedes no, more points, John or Morgan State at this point? I thought I was the one that pushed buttons. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Javon Offer. This that's Javon's mic uh, going out right now. Uh, is you say something? I know it. Ain't. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I want to thank Javon Alford. I'm gonna to have to escort him to the door, uh, call an Uber for him. But nonetheless, but none, nonetheless, that was a low blow. All right, I mean, it, it, it hurts my heart. I mean, talk about my Morgan Bears. It's, it's like okay. That. You can always come over to the North Carolina A and T side. Might as well join on the bandwagon. Didn't even go to North Carolina A and T. They're just that good, though. Are they? Yeah. What conference they in? The MEAC. MEAC. It's not a real conference anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there it goes. All right, now, Angela. Yeah, uh, now I'm the only one. Exactly. Hey, yeah, there we go. Welcome to the John and Angela show. You know, we, we, we've cut out these two. Temple's better than what? I can't even defend them with the way they look. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Hey, what's going on with them? I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. It's, a, yeah. it's internally frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, I don't know. It's the coaching. It's the it's the coaching shift, and it's just it hurt. It's it's disheartening to know the mm-hmm. Temple feel. I feel like it's sort of stuck in this rut where it will forever mm-hmm. just be a stepping stone school for a coach to go mm-hmm. get a better job at a yeah. better mm-hmm. at a better institution. And I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. you know, in terms of athletic programs, yeah. Uh, so what what would change? What what needs to change? Do they need? Do they need their own stadium? Do they need to get that stadium built? Or do you think it's they just, absolutely it's just... need their own stadium? Yes. They also need a better conference to play in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, with the BCS system, the being the playoff system being what it is, mm-hmm. the top talent only wants to be in four, four or five conferences. Mm-hmm. If you're not in one of those four or five, those power five conferences, yeah, they're not checking for you. They're not looking for the top talent's not looking for you, mm-hmm. and the top coaches aren't looking for you. Mm-hmm. So that combination, until you have a real investment from your school in the program to get, you know, because you can't play all your games at the links. So you need to get your own at least thirty, forty thousand seat st- stadium. Mm-hmm. Get into a real power conference, either the Big Ten mm-hmm. or. ACC something mm-hmm. where you can actually compete with the big boys mm-hmm. and recruit with the, the big, big boys. boys. Mm-hmm. Until that happens, Temple's going to be what they are. They'll have some nice seasons, mm-hmm. but consistent success, well, I think they'll continue to find elusive. You see that? Mike is right. I, I agree with Mike this time. <laughs> There's still plenty of show left. Still plenty of show left. But we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, me and Mike are going to talk a little bit, talk a little Serena. Mike has something to say about this. And we're going to get his thoughts on that. When we come back, once again, you are listening to the best in the world sports report. 
My name is John Brown, Mike Jones, Javon Alford, Angelo Montoni. We're all here. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at any time at BITW Sports. And just a reminder, you can hear this show in its entirety on phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. on phillygoflow.com. As we always say, before us is the reggae show. After mm-hmm. us is the 80s show. Yes. So you got your dreadlocks and you got yeah, your jerry curls. And in between, you got your sports. You got your sports. That's your Saturday morning on phillygoflow.com. We're going to take a quick break on Best in the World. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the best in the world sports report. What is going on? My name is John Brown here with the squad. Fearless four, fab four. Uh, we got we to think of something, something we can call ourselves. We got to come up with a name. That's how you market yourself. All right. That's how you, that's how you take yourself to the next level. You need a name. You need a name, guys. We need a nickname or something. Ask us again next time. Right. All right, all right, all right. That is your homework assignment for next week. Think, think of a name. Think of something. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, we want to thank you guys who who have been watching on Facebook Live. My man Bruce is watching down in Baltimore. My man Jesse, he's watching out in uh, I think he's Fox Chase now. Okay. Uh, I'm out here just putting people's addresses and then <laughs> their locations out here. That's just what I do. Anyway, we'll come up with a name for next for next week. But in the meantime, you guys all saw or at least watched a little bit of the U.S. Open. And you saw the women's final with uh, Serena Williams and um, what's, what's the girl's name? Naomi. Naomi Osaka. Osaka. Yeah. She played, she played great. And I will say this. Like, I didn't, I did not see Serena's, uh, 
I didn't see the exchange that she had with the uh, with the umpire. I did not see that live. I was flicking through channels, and it was like, because I was watching, I was watching football. Or right, it's Sunday. It's time to watch football. Saturday. It's, no, was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. I was watching college football. Okay, you're right. I'm watching. I was still watching football. I was watching yeah. college football. But uh, you know, at first I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking at the score and I'm like, Serena's about to lose in straight sets. So this girl just must have just been smoking Serena. I'm mm-hmm. thinking she's just getting cooked. And then I'm hearing the commentators talk about it more. So now then I'm just like, okay, what happened? I gotta find out what happened. I gotta see what happened. And so I watched the whole exchange. And I'm you know, it, it's just cra- it, it was it was crazy to me. Because like I I am torn on how I feel about it because one I feel like it does the, this whole thing does take away from Osaka's win because she won and she won handily mm-hmm. and as bad as it looked for the umpire and for Serena you know make no mistake you know that exchange wasn't the reason why Serena lost Serena just got outplayed and not the first mm-hmm. time Osaka beat her this mm-hmm. year either you know, it was like this. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I I can't speak to the type of career Osaka will have from here on. But the fact still remains is she beat the pants off Serena Williams on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's you know that 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 just is what it is. And it's a shame that you know. And I commend Serena for after she regained her composure, after she lost, as the crowd was kind of taking it out on Osaka to say, hey, man, don't boo her. You know, don't, you know, hey, hey, chill, I lost. Let her, you know, let her have her moment. I I commend her. Now, I'm not quite sure if my man Mike gives her as much credit as I've given her. But I thought that was cool. I did not like the exchange. I did not like the exchange at all. Although I can see that I don't, I don't think it made as big a difference on the game. I don't believe the exchange made as big a difference as on the game itself because Serena was just getting cooked. You know, it, it's not like it was a close game and the tie just swung like that. But Mike, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Before I start, oh. I'd like to ask: Does anyone else have any feelings on this subject that they like that they would like to share? <laughs> you laughing because your phone just died? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because my phone. Last you just went dead. Okay. <laughs> well, good. well, I guess since I don't have any takers, I'll begin. Mm-hmm. I will start by admitting, and I am openly admitting. There is absolutely a double standard where women get judged in a manner men don't. If a woman gets a little too loud or a little too aggressive, we know what terms like to be like to get used and thrown around to describe a woman that where in that, that, that yeah. doesn't get used to, mm-hmm. to describe a man who acts the same way. Mm-hmm. First hand, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. That being said. Serena, specifically Serena Williams in this situation, has absolutely no leg to stand on and should not be the one making this argument. She has a history of when she's performing poorly, 
of berating officials. She has a history of saying, I'll kill you. I'll take this effing ball and shove it down your effing throat. And other things like that. She doesn't handle performing poorly well. So that's part of it. Part number two, as far as the specific incident with the specific referee. Point, the warning, penalty, however you want to call it, describe it, number one, was for getting coaching during the match from the sideline. Serena says, I wasn't doing that. You're impugning my character. That's her argument. Argument's out the window because her coach said he was doing it. Her coach comes out and says, yeah, I was coaching her. So what's your argument? The ref made a, the ref made a good call. Call number two, she broke her racket. That's against the rules. She's been fined for that in the past. She knows it's against the rules. So now we're at two legitimate calls. Call number three, she goes to the ref and says, you're a thief, you're stealing points, you're impugning my character and things like that. Two good calls. You're not, so you're not a thief and you're not, and she's impugning his character saying he's a liar when he's actually doing his job and did the right thing. She has no ground to make this argument in this case. Not that there's not a double standard, but it's like to me, as I was telling John earlier, it's like if I'm on the highway in a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit zone, I get pulled over for 75, and I look at the cop and says, well, you let him go for going 85. Yeah, he might have been going faster than me, but I was still wrong, so I can't argue and say I don't deserve this ticket. And that's how I feel about what happened with Serena this weekend. The ref, he may have had a shorter fuse, but I absolutely think she was in the wrong from the start, which takes away from her standing and able to be, being able to say these calls shouldn't have been made. They should have been made. Now, whether or not you want to say they should make them against the men, too, is a different conversation. But you can't say the ref was wrong for calling them against her because she did absolutely what he said she did. And his, her, her coach admitted to it. So I don't understand what the argument is from that perspective. The thing is, tennis is like a sport where you know throwing tantrums and tirades are have been like are synonymous with it. Mm -hmm. you know, one of the most famous tennis players in the in, of all time is John McEnroe. What was mm -hmm. he famous for? Yes, he was a great tennis player, but you remember his flipouts and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, the current winner of the Men's Open, um, jo uh, Jovic. I just butchered his name probably like you did to me. <laughs> it's all right though. There's a, there's a there's I'm, a compilation of him crashing his rackets like and it's like mm -hmm. most of them on YouTube it's 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 all jokes and stuff and I and I get it but where does it where does the enforcement and like you said it's a different conversation and I guess mm -hmm. that's maybe how I just look at it where it's like you're gonna make an example out of her and it's almost like that it's if I were her I'd be a little bit testy too because of the whole cat suit thing now wardrobe standards and whatever mm -hmm. listen I went to Catholic school I know all about following <laughs> wardrobe standards that you don't want to do but mm -hmm. that cat suit had a medical purpose it was mm -hmm. a compression suit to like make sure that she but what did they do they decided to nitpick her and that's why she came out in a tutu so her mm -hmm. like they had already been pushing her uh, to that point and I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, none of those are the arguments Arguments I'm making. I'm just saying in this particular case with this particular argument, I don't like her her footing. And I'm not necessarily a fan of how she acted either, but it's like you can't look the other way when other players do it and then make and then use her as the mm -hmm. as the example. No, I, I I think to 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 Angela's point and what she says is one once again, you're completely tremendously not wrong. 
But in in but t shirts big to say I'm not wrong. I'm gonna have a whole I'm gonna have a whole string look. I'm gonna have a whole string of t-shirts. I, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking what I'm hearing from the team, man. We need to get on this whole marketing thing. All right, merchandising, yeah, merchandising marketing. I need my sayings put on t-shirts. But to your to your point, because you are not wrong in the fact that Serena has this history. Mm-hmm. Serena has a long history, and I think sometimes in Serena's greatness, in celebrating her accomplishments, you know things like that kind of get pushed to the wayside. We don't put, we don't emphasize that maybe as, maybe as much as we should, you know, I I, I don't know, you know, but I think because there's so much good as far with Serena, meaning her accomplishments, her, you know, her winning tournaments in and out, you know, you know, day in and day out that we don't focus on how she carries herself, you know, at times when she loses. Mm -hmm. So, but that being said, I think the when you don't enforce rules fairly, I think that's what op- you know. You open yourself up and you leave yourself prone to things like this because you're you are not wrong in the sense that when you're saying that Serena might not be the best person to make this argument, mm-hmm. but when you don't enforce the rules fairly, that's when you wind up with people like Serena making this argument and people saying, Hey, you know what? She does have a point. But if you, if you, if you enforce these rules fairly, when someone like Serena with the history, like Serena tries to make an argument and saying, Hey, you're a thief. You're, you know, you're questioning my integrity. You know, when, when she makes that thing, Mm -hmm. you know, when she makes those arguments and then you can turn them back and say, Hey, look, you were getting coaching. Your coach said you were getting coaching. It is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Just take, you know, just take this L and walk. But when you can then, fl- when you can then turn it around and say, "Hey, you know what?" I guess, like Serena didn't make Serena didn't make the point, but the coach had made the point. He said, "Yeah, I was coaching, but I wasn't doing any more coaching than any other coach does." But but and, and, and but what I'm saying is I understand that that's saying hey hey you do it too you do it too you do it too and you know I I understand that's the whole it's the little Jimmy uh mm-hmm. but the fact still remains is like look you know what if it happens it happens you can't you know all right let's see this this is what that makes me think of though mm-hmm. now I'm gonna go back I'm it was maybe because I remember where I was I'm not gonna say the year but it was maybe a, it was a while ago okay but I was old enough to be a licensed driver okay. Cop pulls me over. Back to my original analogy that mm-hmm. I went with. Yeah. I actually pled not guilty to a ple- to a speeding ticket. Went to court. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there talking to the judge. I look at the judge and say, I was riding with the flow of traffic. Everybody, and the cop admits, I'm riding with the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. So, but the judge looks at me and says, okay, but were you going over the speed limit? Mm-hmm. I guess I was. The flow of traffic has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they pull everybody else over mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me getting pulled over for me being wrong. That's why you don't never cop to nothing, man. But so my my point is, if I want to make the argument that say I'm being profiled or they're treating me unfairly mm-hmm. or anything, mm-hmm. it works way better when I'm actually not doing something wrong, mm-hmm. and that's. 
that's where it gets shaky for me. Because because mm-hmm. no. but I guess what what I'm saying what I'm saying is that there is an undeniable gray area where this is concerned. Why is it a gray area? I think because it's not enforced fairly. Okay. Not enforcing the rule. Not enforcing the rule fairly impo- imposes a gray area. So, and you oh, can and, and to okay. me is so, call, call, so here's my question. what I'm what I'm saying is if you want to emphatically shut her down on this arc on on this argument, mm-hmm. then you have to call the rule fairly. Okay. And, and, because and I agree. Me, I agree with you mm-hmm. on that completely. Then say say I'm right then. <laughs> say <laughs> say, it, say say John Brown, you're right. But did 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 you or did you not hear me start in my conversation? You didn't say I was right though. John, you were right. Thank <laughs> you. That's all I needed. <laughs> but at the start of my at the start of my my discussion, I said there's a double standard. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying the double standard. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about how we enforce what the men, against the men do, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Or if we're going to talk about we need more leniency in the mm-hmm. rules, period. Fine, mm-hmm. but don't tell me you're mad because the rules got enforced, even though the rule you know the rules are in place. No, well, I, I that's guess, what I don't want to hear. Well, I guess I, I guess if if that is the case, then we're kind of having two different conversations. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but that's like, the argument she's mm-hmm. making. Yeah, no, I and that's mm-hmm. why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation everybody else is having is about the double standard and everything. The argument Serena made was it's a double standard. I shouldn't have been treated. I shouldn't have. This shouldn't have been happened to me. You're impugning my character. They're not impugning your character, Serena. This did happen. Your coach admits it. It's, it's seen. It's on tape. You were do. You were in the wrong. You violated the rules. Now, if we want to talk about, like I said, other people not getting enforced the rules, mm-hmm. fine. That's absolutely something that needs to be happening. We can look at the men's game and absolutely say they let too much go. Mm-hmm. They need to tighten it up. Mm-hmm. Or let's just change the rules. Mm-hmm. But now, see, that's the thing. It's not that they're enforcing the rules badly against the women. They're not enforcing them against the men. Mm-hmm. So we can look at the men's game and say enforce the rules, mm-hmm. or we can look at it overall and say change the rules. Okay. But to look at the women's game and say they enforce the rules, they're wrong. Something seems backwards about that to me, and that's where I have an issue. All right. All right. I hear you. Serena's still the greatest, though. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm a Serena fan. Mm-hmm. I just don't like this particular you're just, you're just solidifying that Serena will never be on this show. <laughs> She'll never come on. You know, not that she ever would, but it's all good. You know, I just we just won't have Mike on that day. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, filling in for Mike, who's on vacation, is Serena Williams. <laughs> It's all good. Hey, let us know what you think of our discussion. Let us know what you think of what we're talking about. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at B-I-T-W Sports. Um, look, man, it's about time to get on out of here, dude. You can dire- address all hate mail directly to me, mm-hmm. Jonesy underscore L-J-R on Twitter. Uh-huh. Send all the hate mail my way. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. It's all good, man. <laughs> hey, look, man, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll just be happy if they respond. You know, all publicity is good publicity. Where you start out, when you know, when you grind it, real quick, Javon, what you got going on on Total Sports Live? And what you got going on 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 the Metro? Uh, good question. All right, uh, Total Sports Live. Yes, there's some Eagles related up there. Always some Eagles related. Best believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'd be up there. Angela got anything? Yes, she does. Of course, she does. Yes, Angela's sure. keeping yeah. you afloat, man. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take what you pay Angela right now, okay. and I want you to double it. Got you. All right? 
In fact, you know what? This is what I'm Angela, I, I got you. I got you right now. All right? Because she does too much for you. All right? Okay. I want you to triple what you pay Angela right now. Okay. All right? Can we get? Can we do that? Yep. All right. All right. You can do that. Hey. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what? Quadruply. Mm-hmm. He's trying right. to bankrupt her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> then, then next thing you know, Caitlin will be on there calling up here like, yo, why, why is Angela getting all this money? <laughs> so this is what I want you to do. You've quadrupled Angela's pay. Right. I want you to quadruple Caitlin's pay. Where is all this coming from? I think he's about to come cut off your mic. Yeah. Next. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Where's all this coming from? I, I don't know. Are you donating to the fund? <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me see what I got here. <laughs> uh, I got uh, to pull out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if it jingles, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. If, that, if that's the case, then uh, you know what? Sorry, Angela. Sorry, Caitlin. Uh, yeah, I, I have better luck of asking my voodoo doll to give me a winning lottery. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, look. Real quick, Eagles, Bucks this weekend. Let me run it down the line. Predictions. Let me start with the newcomer to the team, Mike Jones. Eagles, Bucks this weekend. I'm going to give you Eagles 31, Bucks 17. 31, 17, Eagles. Javon, what do you got? Eagles 35. Bucks, I'll say Bucks 20, I'll say Bucks 21. 21. 35, 21, Eagles. Angela. Eagles 24, Bucks 13. 13, all right. And I will go Eagles 27, Bucks 10. 27, yes. Okay, so you actually got it as a three-score game. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. You're one of those fans, I say. <laughs> what does what's that mean? You're one of those fans that been that been lurking on Twitter this week, all look, looking past the Buccaneers, like, oh, no, this no, this game's gonna be cake. You know what I mean? You know how people been saying that, like they oh, just no, think like this gonna be like easy. It's like I didn't say easy. A lot of people looking at this like, no, no, I, 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 no, and like you I, said, I, thinking like the Saints defense was a slouch and mm-hmm. no, I look, I'm not, I, I am not discounting. The Bucks at all? I do think I think the Eagles win. I think the Eagles win handily. But I'm not trying to sit there and say like, "Hey, man, like the Bucks is trash." Because Fitzpatrick can light up that defense too. He could, but he also he only has like one good game every like what two years or so. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So he's he's yeah, he's good he, now yeah, for another yeah, like three yeah. years. As as good as he played, he's 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 due done for, for the year. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's due for hey, a stinker. If what's right? name if Jalen Mills keep on biting on double moves. Well, look, yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, those are our predictions. Check us out next week. We will be back next week. You can download this podcast on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports. You can go to Apple Podcasts. Look us up. Best in the world sports report. And once again, hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at any time at B-I-T-W sports. My name is John Brown. For Mike, for Javon, for Angela, we'll see you guys next week. Once again, hit us up. Check us out on phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. All right? We'll see you guys next week. Peace. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go